He'll make it for sure. That's why I backed him on Tap Touch. You got the touch. You got the power. Got the touch? Choose Tap Touch. Better your bet. Download the app today. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1-800-858-858. Hey, team. Welcome back. Another week of footy flies by, and with so much to dissect, who better than two blokes who you'd happily let the other team use for fill-up numbers to go through it? Get comfortable and enjoy the listen. Yes, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Footy Yarn. I'm Hayden Arducci, as always, joined by Matthew Arrowsmith and Mason Cox in the corner via cardboard life-size cutout. Matthew, you're a real human being. How are you doing? Oh, look, this is really what dreams are made of. Nighttime footy chat. I'm not half asleep. It's not 6am in the morning. Yeah. I'm just ready to go, go, go. I was... was, um, We we did finally organise to get that Monday over time slot. And then things happened. So we're back on the uh, the Wednesday evening time yep. slot. Um, been a while since I last saw you. And by that I mean um, Saturday night, we're together. Uh, I see you. Next thing I know, you're gone. Uh, you're, yeah. not re- you're not responding to any of your messages. Uh, we're all a bit concerned. We walked to your car, which you'd also driven to the city. Um, and you were <laughs> quite... I I'd hope you didn't drive home. Um, but... Uh, look, well, I'll tell you. Did drive home, oh. but but not till about like slept in the car, like okay. till, till a lot later in the day. That's even worse, I think. So, <laughs> so you've gone out, you've uh, you've just you've run off. Whatever you've done, you've done. Stop drinking at about the time I saw you, by the way. Okay, you ran off. Um, didn't say anything. Didn't respond to anyone's messages. Calls. So. Th- this isn't a podcast chat. Things happen. Well, I was just con- <laughs> I was just saying this is I'm the last safe. time we saw each other. Well, I gather that now. Um, <laughs> and what the fans can gather is that you go out clubbing and then sleep in your car. Look, this is... So, I decided from about the time I was like, okay, I can't drink anymore because whenever yep. I leave, which will be much, much later... Yep. Uh, yeah. don't wanna, I'm never going to drink. I'm not, that, I'm not that way inclined, yep. you know? Um, so, got to my car... Whatever time was, a lot later. Um, was like, oh, well, yes, I'll sit here for a bit. And then I just sort of fell asleep. Naturally. For like an hour or so. And then it was like, I don't know, sunrise. I'm like, well, I'm not drunk anymore. Fair enough. Well, away from that, good round of footy. Yeah. Uh, had a few pretty good games and it's uh, set up for a very good round 23. I, I, I'm very excited. Were there, were there any football-related moments that really stood out for you this weekend? On the weekend? Oh, Tell you what, Carlton bottled it, didn't they? Oh, my God. 90 seconds to go. You leave us seven points. Didn't they just? Still a bit of shutdown work, lads. You know, bloody, um, who was it? Always missing that 15-metre yep. kick to Saad. Oh. He takes that mark. It's a game over. Yep, just gets oh. the hold. It was, that was preposterous. And just the fact that, that like, the absolute speed and reflexes of Cozzy Pickett to just get that and kick that in one clean motion, like, half a second later, and he was done. You know, there would have been body contact, the ball would have gone this way, that way, whatever. It was just the most Carlton way to bottle it, and they've just set up for a very exciting round 23. Um, excitingly, the Kenwick Colts look almost guaranteed to it have made the final. absolute heartbreak if somehow the Manning Football Club lost to Secret Harbour, who Manning haven't lost a game all year, yep. or haven't had a game that's even been remotely close. Yep. So they and not just lose, they have to lose by fifty plus points. It's not happening. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. But I don't even play from anymore. Can the Kenny Colts? It's just good to it's just good to to look at those boys and think um, 
you know, my years of getting belted by hundreds of points with only 15 blokes rocking up, you know, uh, this is this is what it's come out to, you know. I feel like um, I feel like the Melbourne players that were there during all the tough times and then just retired before they got. <laughs> well, Nathan Jones. Yeah, pretty much. I'd say we're pretty similar players as well, yeah. except I maybe have a bit more here. Do you, do, you, do we know who Kimmich is going to be playing yet? Uh, Top no. four, so finished fourth, I'd assume. Yeah, so maybe Manning. So depends. I'd feel like first and second we get a double chance, and we might get to play third, and we'll win. We'll, we'll win a final. Couldn't tell you, mate. It's it's all it's all a bit much for me though. Uh, one of our best players is moving to Broome. Um, so tar- not before the finals, I hope. Uh, no, he's actually moving this Monday. <laughs> yeah, I he's know. coming back for the finals. You'd right? have, would you would <laughs> have thought so, mate? The Colts make the finals for the first time in however many Sorry, years. Sorry, lads. Sorry, boys. Going to Broome. Taj, if you're listening, his Kenwick shirt is the one that's going up on that wall as well. Taj, if you're listening, I'll drive to Broome and pick you up. No, you and I, I, I will. I don't even play for the club anymore. I'll drive and pick him up. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. Okay, do it. I'll, I'll, if you need, Taj, give me a call. Oh. 0427. All right, we'll stop that. Um, <laughs> now, I keep saying we're going to get a new sting for the news. And I'm going to oh. tell you something, Matt. I've got about six seconds of a sting done. Okay. Um, and now I've realised, wow, it's really hard to make an original news sting. It's really difficult. <laughs> they, they all just sound the same. I think I'm just going to start playing with some techno stuff on GarageBand. Nice. Get really into it. Maybe start going clubbing and like try and get like speaking with the DJ. I'd be like, we could collab. Yeah, maybe I need to reach out to like DJ Ben Renner. <laughs> yeah, I just need to start reaching out to local DJs. If you're a DJ or you know a DJ, um, and don't like messages me. Oh, you're a bit of a DJ. Like, actually, be a DJ. Yeah, like jockey those discs. <laughs> yeah. I message Clive Rose. <laughs> That's a good shout. Yeah, I actually do know um, a couple of DJs now that I think about it. So I'm glad you've opened my eye to that. But mm. also, maybe I'll just try it myself. Every young man's dream is to one day become a DJ. Yeah. Um, but on that note, here's the new sting. Wowee, here we are. Yep. Um, starting off with Jack Ginnivan, hamstring injury, but they've had the scans. Apparently it's not as bad as first thought and he's going to play this week. Yeah, this week? And apparently it looks likely wow. he will play. That's So huge. I heard um, Michael Barlow was talking about it on a show on RSN yep. during the day today. And apparently, um, if you haven't, because obviously he hasn't had a hamstring injury before Jack Ginnivan, apparently if you get a bit of tightness in your hip, apparently yep. it'll permeate to the hamstring and feel like you've potentially torn it. But sometimes you get away with it. Oh, that. so he's being a pussy. Potentially. So he's just being a little, little... Scanned it and they went, you're all good. And he went, what? So they they lost and he was just sitting on the banjo, yeah. cosy in a little blanket, yeah. smiling at the camera. How was, how was Fox footy? They just, they're going out going, oh, how are these Sydney fans booing about Jack Inman? And then they keep putting the camera on him. <laughs> yeah, all these know. Sydney fans, like, it's disgusting. Put the camera back on him again. <laughs> We've done it ten times. Every time the ball goes out of play, it goes to Inman. And every time he knows and he just stares at it and gives him a big old smile and it's just... Yeah, contradict yourself a bit, Fox Woody. What else have we got? Uh, Matt Kennedy, season over, unfortunately. Oh, that's Carlton season done. You reckon? 
Mate, no Matt Kennedy, no party. They get Zach Williams back this week. No Matt Kennedy, no party. This week's actually going to be huge. Yeah, we'll get that a little bit, a bit later. Yeah. Uh, Ken Hinckley confirmed to coach in 2023 by the big Kosh dog. Yeah, can't wait for him to be sacked by round four when they're <laughs> two and two. <laughs> two and two. Win, win, win a couple of close ones, lose a couple. Nah, nah. Probably not, mate. Probably not. Apparently Port fans, they're, mate, they're fired up. They're saying, we'll burn our memberships. We'll stop going really? to games. This is one uh, post I saw by a fan page. <laughs> um, you could really get a lot worse than Ken Hickley. Yeah, like, oh, we made a prelim last year. Nah. Look, to be fair, like, they, they might be at a point where they need a new voice. He has been there for a long time. Yeah. But if you're Ken Hinckley, and let's just say Clarkson doesn't end up at North, North will be looking for a coach. If North offer you five years for stability in the job, you probably just go. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times, you're better off retiring <laughs> than going to North Melbourne as a coach. It's a pit that sucks the life out of coaches. It ruins their careers. Five years, give him, give him four mil over that five it's, years. Happy days. Just sit there and relax, Ken. Yeah. Just go there go. Go out there, we'll have, a, have a crack, eh? Go there if it's like your retirement plan. Yeah, like it's yeah, fucking it is. It's like uh, in those heist movies when it's like, oh, I got what? <laughs> one I, last I'm job. Re- I'm retired. <laughs> You're the best in the business. <laughs> <laughs> and then he has to he has to pack his things and he has to tell his wife. She's like, I thought you said you were leaving it behind. <laughs> so me and the kids. <laughs> I'm going back for one last job. <laughs> Look, I can't remember what we what it was, but I know a few episodes ago we came up with a movie idea. Oh. Check what that was. Um, yeah, and now we've got one where Ken Hingley's doing one last heist movie and it's stealing all of North Melbourne's <laughs> coaching wages. I reckon he does it. I reckon he goes to North. He'll get, let's say, four mil over five years. He rocks up and he goes, so what's the plan, Ken? He goes, there's a footy in what you want. I don't care. That's the epic heist movie that people want to see. He just gets to the back and he goes, oh, I was I was going to say we should get Kevin Spacey to play him because they both have like the bald heads oh, no. and Kevin Spacey was really good in Baby Driver. Uh, but then Kevin Spacey did some bad things. He's in trouble, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, definitely things we don't condone here. And I'm not saying Ken Hinckley does any of those things either. Maybe um, who's the guy from Malcolm in the Middle and... Uh, oh. Um, and Breaking yeah, Bad. Walter or- White. Um yeah, I know. He could, he could maybe play Ken Hinckley. Yep. Where? Well, I'm really upset that I. I don't know why I can't name. think of his name. I'm yeah. Really Hal from Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle. Yeah. Hal. Hal. Yeah. I don't think he could play a Ken Hinckley type. Oh, Danny DeVito? Mm. Is it small? He could play Luke Beveridge. <laughs> <laughs> in this same movie. Look, that is. Uh, what else have you got? Um, some other news here. Obviously, Clarko to Essendon rumors. They've fired up. Mate, Essendon in the last two days just. Like, took all the new space and nothing happened. I know. Like, so... <laughs> I love that. I reckon they were cleaning out a rat. I reckon <laughs> I reckon they were, like, trying to find out who's a rat at the club. You remember when New South Wales, that person kept, like, predicting the New South Wales COVID cases for the next day? Yeah. And then they just, t- they, like, told someone some misinformation and then they told him and they realised who it was that was feeding the information. I reckon that's what Essendon were doing with their news... They were just feeding someone misinformation to see if they'd go to reporters. Brian Cranston. Brian that Cranston. That was his name. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, had, I had to yeah. share that. I was actually pretty flat because, you know, Dan Gian, Gian Siracusa was supposed to uh, coach I know. this week. Well, it still might happen. Um, it, well, no one knows now. what's happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so these rumours have happened. The president 
Was Giannis stand out? I think he did. The president's gone. Hey, he uh, has? Yeah, I, th- I think I'm pretty sure he stood down. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's what actually did happen. And then it was like, well, Rutten's gone. And then it's like, it's going to happen by tomorrow. Oh, it's going to happen by now. And he's still there. Why would you do it in the last round of the season anyway? The only thing I can think is that like, we're like, well, if we're going to get Clarkson, we have to do it now. I tell you, but then you, they yeah, still but you, haven't sacked him. You so don't, don't have to get rid of like Rutten. Yeah, you yeah, but I think I think part of it is as well. Clarkson probably would have been like, "I'm not talking to you unless while well, you have a coach." Ah, oh, so he's like uh, one of those really respectful gentlemen. That's what flirting I with a milf at Benny's. But <laughs> they they had they have to have been speaking to him now. Now there's rumours Clarkson is showing interest in Essendon, yeah. and then Rutten's still there. But then if they don't get Clarkson, are they keeping Rutten in case they don't get Clarkson? It's untenable. Rutten's going to have to go. Maybe they get Ken Hinckley. I don't know. Maybe they just One do a trade. Big s- Who? Where does Lee Adams end up? <laughs> Look. He's won as many games as Noble did, has he? Yeah. Close two. Um, wow. Nah, one each. Yep. Yep. Well, level. Yep. <laughs> Campbell Brown said uh, he'll never talk to Clarko again if he goes to Essendon. Wow. It, there's obviously a bit going on because you know Essendon's probably a more appealing oh, club to be. go to than North Melbourne. Um, but also Clarko used to play for North Melbourne. Yeah. It's and more romantic. At the start of you know Clarko's tenure, Hawthorne and Essendon absolutely hated each other. Oh, hated each other's guts. They hated each other for many, many years. Yeah, so, but then it's like, oh, so where does he go? Does he go to this absolute pothole? If <laughs> if anyone could turn around North Melbourne, it's Clarkson yeah. or Stewie Jew. Unfortunately, Stewie <laughs> Jew signed up. Like, he's fully tied up. So it's <laughs> going to have to be Clarkson. Um, but I'm just really flat. We didn't get to see Dan G and Syracuse. Get we kick. still might. Don't well, just count it. I, just <laughs> for one game? Like, do they give him the full-time coaching gig? They will. He'll get the he'll get the one game. Yeah, but if, can he if, get full-time? If, I mean, maybe. What's David Hale up to? I, he's around somewhere. He's is at Frio. It, did not, is he still there? Oh, yeah. I think he went didn't to Hawthorne. Did he go to Hawthorne? Yeah. Might have. So North Melbourne could get him. Maybe. I reckon someone's got to do that. Just get David Hale for that outside, outside look. <laughs> look, I don't know... I don't know what's going on. I reckon more clubs need to do what Frio did when I, I think it was JL's first season and they just got rid of like six players midway through the year. <laughs> like they just cut these blokes like, yeah, you're you're not getting a game for us. Do you think there's a world where, let's say Clarkson takes the North job, is there a world where Ben Rutten is still the coach of Essendon next year? Oh, absolutely there is. I just can't see it. Like, I, feel, I feel like it's an untenable position for him now. Oh, you know who ends up there? David Teague. No, he doesn't. Come on. Right. I, I could see him at Essendon. Obviously, um, Essendon's major sponsor, Border Express. Yep. The company I work at. Yep. Border Express. Yeah. Currently wrapping it with the beanie with the I jumper. I don't know why, about 30 seconds I looked at the board, I'm like, pretty sure they're an Essendon sponsor. Yeah. I'm... Um, Any I, inside word? I, I'll Look, there's a bloke who... Um, he came up to me. We were really busy. Um I won't say his name, but he's like a pretty important over WAC at the Australian MT, like manages all those branches um, and started talking to me about the podcast. Mm. I'd never met him before in my life. Nice. He comes up to me and he's like, heard you got a little YouTube thing. And he told me by my first name and I was like, I only recognize you because your photo comes up <laughs> and the emails I always delete. Um, and <laughs> starts talking about that. So maybe I get, I get close to him. Yeah. And then I find out who's getting the Essendon job. Whether or not I do that in time, I don't know. But I reckon I'll send some emails out at work and see if Dan G and Syracuse is getting the gig this week. Well, the rumour was that North were going to put a deadline on it. Yeah. Which I think 
they said was going to be today. They're going to have to put a deadline on it because if they don't get Clarkson, they've got, they've got to look elsewhere. Uh, who cares? Who cares at this point? They're just going to get – they'll get another coach. He'll fail. <laughs> the, the world will keep on spinning. And then sometime 10 years from now, they'll be good and another club will be in that position. And we'll think, they'll never be good again. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it'll just keep happening. It's a beautiful world. But the only one thing that will remain the same is Geelong will be consistently battling <laughs> for top four and never winning a flag. Oh, it'll be cool this year. They, they, just, they won't win it. They will choke. <laughs> they will find a way to be the best team this season and still not win the flag. I tell you what, another thing I heard today. Yep. Same program I was listening to with Michael Barlow on. Yep. And they're talking about because Kevin Sheedy's involved in Essendon at the moment, just behind the scenes. Yeah. Big on, he's big on uh, getting a coach in, and the Bomber fans were texting, keen on it. James Heard to return. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, look, that is not going to happen. There is uh, not. There is no way that would happen. That'd be pretty. Can, funny. can you imagine? That'd be with Reeseman James. No, I, I, I like always it. want it to happen. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. It's like uh, the return <laughs> of the return. <laughs> they they call it like uh, the retu- the return of the shit. What's it called? The something son. The the you know when like a player's like the favorite son. The favorite son. I don't know why that word. I thought favorite and it didn't sound right in my mm. head. But you know the return of the favorite son, Electric Boogaloo. He's back. <laughs> I want to do it. I hope they do it. Yeah, no, nah, I'm I'm keen for that now. What else do you have news wise? Uh, Horn Francis yep. dropped due to not recovering properly. Uh, and clouds over trade request. What's going to happen there? Do you think the if Clarkson became coach, do you think that would be a piece of the puzzle to him staying? Um, maybe. I don't, I don't know. It seems like he never wanted to be there in the first place, given mm. the the you know how quickly the rumors came about. But also, I feel like a lot of the rumors got dragged out. I could absolutely see him signing on for like three years next year and being like, I never wanted to leave. I love North Melbourne. I bleed blue and yeah. white. Look, get a knife for me. I bleed blue and yeah, white, mate. I, mate. I bleed blue and white. Me and Josh Goder are best friends. <laughs> yeah. And we always have been. I've always loved uh, Eddie Ford. Yeah, who got suspended in the VFL. And it, like, I, I heard rumours that Mr. Horn Francis was visibly upset. Yeah, well, Horn Francis was there. I reckon Eddie Ford was coming to his aid. Someone shouts <laughs> Horn Francis. Well, you don't touch JHF in front of me. Yeah, <laughs> you don't touch Horny in front of me. You do not do that. What else do you have for me? Some other interesting news here. Yep. Um, so St Kilda, they're going to have a post-season review of its football operations. Didn't they do one like last year? No, I think it was a little while back because I've had Ratton for a couple of years yeah. now. So they've signed Ratton on a two-year deal, probably middle of the season. Now they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, but I th- they said, oh, Ratton's safe. It's just, a, you know, reveal the football department. And they've really gone in depth. They've gone, who can we get to help us? They've got David Noble to come in to help review this. I don't understand these reviews. <laughs> I never Former I, North Melbourne coach David Noble assisted and killed her in a postseason review of its football operations. I, I don't get what the point... Like, I understand what the point of the reviews are. What do you think this bloke's going to bring? Like, imagine, yeah. like, a past player, like, um, you know, just any past player, they get asked to do, like, a review of a club. Maybe, like, a really big... Aaron Sanderlands. Maybe not Aaron Sanderlands. Maybe someone who was there for a lot of flags, like Jordan Lewis. Yeah. Let's yeah, say yeah. they asked Jordan Lewis or Grant Birchall or someone from the Tigers, you know, yeah. like Sean Greek, and they just went in there and they just went, I don't have a fucking idea how a football club's run. <laughs> That's the thing. Like so David Noble, this is, I think this is the sort of thing David Noble was doing before yeah. he became a coach, which he sort of got pushed into. Yeah. So now he's going, oh, well, he can still do it. Well, clearly he can't. Like, yeah. He clearly does not know what he's talking about. What's he What's he going to review? 
What is he? He's going to mm, mm. swap him out. Nah, you see what your issue is. Max King's kicking behinds instead of goals. <laughs> now, in my experience at North Melbourne, we didn't get many shots on. But when we kicked goals, we got closer to winning. <laughs> now, it was funny because Genius. Brett Ratney came out a while ago because there's all this speak about Matt's King and help from Matthew Lloyd and some outside yeah. posts. He's like, no, we will do it inside the club. It is an easy fix. And then he's on footy on AFL 360 on like Monday night and goes, yeah, you know, we're, 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 we're prepared to explore all options. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most offensive thing because Jared Roughhead's at that club. I don't know what his exact role is, but you'd imagine he's working closely with someone like Max King and he's going... Yeah, nah, some outside help's probably good. <laughs> yeah, Jared Ruffhead, mm, maybe not. Mate, Matt Lloyd, Matthew Lloyd was his um, high school coach. Yeah, I think that's why it's been, well, you've it's been a link. Cl- you've clearly not done good enough. Clearly. Oh, well, um, that clearly didn't work. Got him picked up, and then what, he just missed a bunch from there. You think he lost that talent? And, oh, let's contact Matty Lloyd. What about Chris Mayne? Mate, what about Jai Amos? He does. He just doesn't. That's why they've got him living with Nat Five because Nat Five is inaccurate, <laughs> and now Jai Amos is there, and now Nat Five can't get a game. But if he could, he would be accurate. I'd be telling you. Nat Five allegedly going to return this week. Uh, okay, I honestly don't care about Nat Five anymore. Well, apparently he's going to play this week, then play for Peel next week in the bye week. Oh, that's against huge. the Eagles reserves. I only care about Nat Five <laughs> playing for Peel. Last time was so much fun. It was so much fun watching him play for Peel. I don't like, know how much fun it'll be against the Eagles reserves. Nah, that'd be even more fun because then <laughs> he's be, had forty-eight touches. Because then you would get like you know how all West Coast fans that AFL or not all West Coast fans, but the majority of the West Coast fans in an AFL game are obnoxious. Like anything The worst people ever That's what Frio fans At a Peel Waffle game Are like <laughs> Like they're so Not all of them But like so many of them Just so obnoxious And so like You know Uppity And that's what it would be like If Nat Fife's there And I love that When it's Waffle Because it's just It's such a weird atmosphere And I'd definitely be around for that But I definitely won't be Driving a Mandra for that either um, The AFLW doco Is out Or is coming out Oh really Fearless To uh, Disney Plus Huge, I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, um, it's got Adelaide, Collingwood, GWS and Bulldogs plays in it. I can tell you now, I won't be watching it. Um, I started watching the, what was the AFL one? I can't remember what it's called. Um, yeah, neither. Didn't like it? No, because it was like the time where Drive to Survive was out, really good. Um, the Last Dance was out, really good. Uh, the test, the test, the te- and I thought the test was just mediocre after seeing like the last wow. dance. So then you went to the AFL one, whichever that was. I was uh, like, wow, this sucks. Fair enough. This is uninteresting as anything, and you know, I, now I've just got such a high expectation for what a sports doco should be. I'm not uh, going to watch any AFL related ones until it's uh, one about Ben Cousins' career. Okay. I don't know. I just want something exciting. Yeah. I, I want one where it's just the real nitty gritty, not the one that tries to show these players being good people. I wanted to expose them for being awful people. <laughs> I want them to expose these players for being the worst people ever. Fair enough. Like that's all I want. I, you know, I, I just want something true. I want something real. It, um, it just feels like a Perth Now article. Something I, I did want to bring up. Yeah. Um, I wanted to speak about our little fantasy class last week in prelim. Gee, your team went to town in draft. Oh, in draft, no, yes. We played in a prelim and you just went, oh, you've just got to dish up 1908 in a prelim. Yeah. That's a massive score in draft. And I got I got belted as well because Brayden Proust was out 
uh, Tim Taranto. Yeah, was all out. your all your emergencies just really came to the party. Yeah, I saw Max Holmes was playing some good footy, so I put him in. He got ninety. Um, but I I got uh, Brody Grundy for like Mark Pitonet when he got injured, um, and I was like, this would be great. He'll be primed for finals. And then he'll come in and tear up. And then just before oh. finals, it's like, yeah. But now I've got too many defenders. I like Ridley Burton and Rich on the bench. Because I got 1644. I'm like, in draft, that's a decent yeah. score. And you've just absolutely walked. Well, that, yeah, that's my first year doing draft. I just um, look, shrewd pickups, great recruitment. Uh, I just nailed my back line. Um, Luke Davies, Uniacs come good. You are taking on the reigning champ. Jack Scanlon, who's come good at the right time, who only just scraped into eighth and has run the gauntlet to the grave. Yeah. Um, I put in a trade request for Sean Darcy. You should probably accept that, man. I'll have a look. I'll see what I can do. Yeah, we'll look into that. Um, there's a bunch of retirees. Devin Smith, Robbie Gray, Shane Edwards, big boy McAvoy. Yeah, huge. Robbie Gray's definitely probably the saddest out of all of them. Didn't realise until like they're going through his five showdown medals. Yeah, that, that's uh, unreal. Yeah, he was in his prime. He was genuinely unreal. Oh yeah, like now it's sort of just like he's there. He's still like, good. He's still good, but like, jeez, his prime. Like that all Australian year he yeah. had. Did he have multiple Australian years or just the one? I think off the top of my head, one. Either way, around that time, he was just unreal. He was <coughs> so dangerous. Um, that's all I've got with news. Have you got anything else? Um, one more thing here was. Uh, the common medal race. So Kerno's on 62. Yep. We know Cameron was on 59. on the show. Cameron's out for the year now. Yep. Um, and then we go to Tom Lynch and Tom Hawkins, both on 55. Tom Hawk's playing the Eagles this week. Is he just going to get fed the footy? I don't think that's going to happen. I think you've – I wouldn't call this news. Um, um, you've had a crack. Look, the only thing stopping him is that Tom Barras is in career best form. That's true. Tom Barras is unreal. Mate, he's going to kick zero. Well, they don't even have to worry about Jake has. So, uh, yeah, I'd say that's nothing. Round review, St. Kilda 9-12-66, defeated by Brisbane 12-9-81. Obviously, Max King's inaccuracy has been a bit of a talking point. Kick zero goals five in that game. I, I, I just think, you know, they're, they're not better than Brisbane. They, they shouldn't, they're not better than Brisbane. They're not going to win that game. Don't be so upset, St. Kilda fans. Like, Look, watching the game, St. Kilda... Pro- they should have won yeah. if they could just kick it through the bloody sticks. But Mason Wood was brilliant. Yeah. Oh, Mason Wood really got me up and about. I was like, Wood! But he just he had too much to do himself. Yeah, he's a very good player, actually. He's pretty underrated. Another one that Northwood, we don't, we don't need Mason yeah. Wood. But everyone's talking about Max King's inaccuracy. He's kicked 47-41 for the year. Like, not, not amazing. Oh, to be fair, there's probably a few out on the falls as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's just... But he does all the hard work so well. I know. Getting the ball he's so good at. Looking good with that moustache, he's so good at. Mm. And at the start of the year, he was unreal. Like he started brilliantly. I reckon after round four, those stats would be disgusting. It'd be He'd like, probably be... He, there was a point that he would have been leading young player of the year. Yeah, yeah. Him and Tom Green were just... Tom Green died, didn't he? Yeah, both of them did. <laughs> They were just at the, like the same time as well. They were racing away. Um, Bulldogs nine eight sixty two defeating GWS eight nine fifty seven. Great to see GWS just really keeping up for this great modern day rivalry. Well, that's a bit of the other news we didn't cover. Three candidates left for the GWS job: Adam Kingsley, Adam Uze, and Mark McVeigh. Yeah. So I'm liking Mark McVeigh. I don't think he's going to get it, but I think he's putting himself in a good position to be a senior coach in the future. Yeah. Uh, all those coaching roles are just like all those coaches are just they're just so unru- unremarkable. 
Adam Uze seems to be the favourite. Yeah, also because he'd be the most remarkable, just in the sense of it's Adam Uze. It's Uze. Why is it E? Yeah. Why is it pronounced like that if it's a Y? <laughs> Why is your name spelt like that? You were so good on AFL Live 2005. <laughs> you were just... It's Lil Uze. He was though. quick. He was dangerous. He wore long sleeves. I remember one time uh, me and my mates, one of my mates started getting into this real like uh, niche, weird indie phase like it started with going op shop and I love op shopping still, but then he wanted to start getting up at like 6am to go to markets on a Sunday morning in like Balladura or some shit. And it's just run out of this like shopping center car park, yeah, yeah. like the double story ones. And look, I'll tell you what, there was some great shit there. Like amazing Those markets stuff. do have some good stuff. Yeah. Like I got a PS2 there for like 20 bucks. Wow. And then some PS2 games for two bucks. And one of them, this was only a few years ago. One of them was, AFL Live or whatever it is, the 2005 and the 2007 games. And I just remember Adam Uze just... I remember you brought that to Sean Ingram once and we played, we played a season all together. Did we? Oh, my <laughs> God. Well, yeah, well, that's um, that's where I'm at with this Bulldogs GWS game. Yeah. Probably going to go home and play some PS2 <laughs> tonight. Uh, yeah, the Dogs uh, just managed to do what yeah, they had to do. Yeah, no, I should probably talk about their finals after that game. Yeah. Wow, they... They they just left it late, um, and considering the, how close the Carlton Melbourne game is, the just the tightness between Carlton making finals this year is unreal. Um, Crom fifteen thirteen one hundred and three defeating North ten fourteen seventy four. Bit, bit of bit of competitiveness. Bit of, they were good. Bit of competitive spirit from the Roos. Well, as you know, I tipped North last week. Yeah. And ben Cunnington was back. He was, yeah. Which was exciting. Luke Davies Uniac. He is unreal. He's back. This last well, he's half, arrived. This last half of the season. It's been good. Since the Collingwood game. That was when he yeah. stuck on bananas and he, like, he hasn't disappointed. What the hell, man? He's so good. But uh, also, Darcy Fogarty finally. He's, he's finally arrived. Yeah, both of them <laughs> at the same time have, like, Started to just get it going, but then it's like, do they do they start up again next year? Do they do they carry it into next season? Yeah, I really like Adelaide. I really I like Matthew Nix. I like that he's bald. I love Sam Berry. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I swear I watch Adelaide Club. Like I don't think they really have a game plan, but gee, they try. Yeah, <laughs> it's like watching your local team run out and play. It's like everyone just wants the footy. <laughs> Everybody wants they it. They just bomb it in there and just use tackle pressure. Yeah. Mate, we got two big boys. Just kick it to use the big them. boys. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Rowe, just stand next to Tex. Follow Tex, you'll get your chance. If it drops to the deck, that's where you come into play, Ned. Mate, you see Darcy? All right, I don't want you to leave his shadow, mate. I want you to be there every step of the way. That was my role. You know Jacob Kemp, the only tall person we had in our forward line at Colts. And the coach would go, uh, he called me Hutz um, because um, the assistant coach was best friends with my dad and my dad used to be called House. So he called me Lil Hut and it got called Hutz. Interesting. Yep. Um, so he goes, Hutz, Huddy, mate, just, just stand next to Kevin. <laughs> the ball hits the deck, that's where you come into it. Jeez, wasn't I the most average crummer <laughs> we had? My tackling pressure was unreal. Actually getting the footy, shit. <laughs> Absolute nice. th- Getting second to it and getting the tackles, unreal. I was a bit, <laughs> I was a, bit of a Sam Berry just without the talent. Nice. Um, but, yeah, I very much like Adelaide. Um, I do like what they're going on. But <coughs> I also don't like them enough to want them to be successful. I like where they're at now. I like this. Is that not get good? I don't like you anymore. Yeah. It's like I like where you're at now where it's like – you shit, but like you're not so shit that you're 
like with those like north and west coast, but you're also nowhere near the level of the teams who are just outside the eight. You're just in that weird little purgatory stage, like Essendon. Yeah, fair. But we also don't expect anything more of you. Uh, Gold Coast nine five fifty nine defeated by Geelong eighteen eleven one hundred nineteen. Not even close. Nothing to talk about. Yeah, in this see, game. I was disappointed that the Suns couldn't have held on to beat the Hawks last week because at least they would have gone and going going. Mathematically, yeah. we're alive. I'm really upset that, like, what does this do to Took Miller's Brownlow chances? I don't know who I want to win this Brownlow. Because according to Brownlow Predictor, and when you say it out loud, they sound kind of correct, Andy Brayshaw, Took Miller, Lockie Neal are the top three. Really? Andy and Took are both on 28, uh, and Lockie Neal's on 26. And this is according to Brownlow mm. Predictor, so obviously not completely accurate. But if those are the final three... I don't know which one of them I want to win the Brownlow most. It's a tough one. I love all three of those players. Lockie Neal, I just love him. He's just a little small man. It's like Imagine Neal getting a second Brownlow. He's like 177, 178 centimetres. Just a little fella. Little nuggety fella. Just doing doing it for the short kings. The sub six footers. Um, took. It just took. It's the Suns. Imagine if the Suns get a second Brownlow medalist. Like and in it's a not Gary. Yeah. And then obviously just Andy Brayshaw. Love Andy Brayshaw. Um, love seeing him at Benny's. Yeah, you got to love it. Haven't gotten to see him in a while, so that's pretty disappointing. Melbourne 11 13 79, defeating Carlton 10 14 74. Holy Jesus shit. I know. How did. Oh my God. How, I know. Did, how did they. How? I, I, I don't know. That's the, It doesn't make sense, does it? Yeah, it's unreal. I. The only thing I have to say on this game is like, how? Yeah. I've genuine. I'm struggling for other words. It was a, it was a very spirited game for a lot of it. A lot of the players looked like they were about to cry, um, which fair enough. It, it, and I've been saying it for like the last three weeks. It would just be the absolute most Carlton thing to miss finals from here. They've been in the eight since before the season started. Uh, every <laughs> end of round, they have not been outside the eight at all. <sighs> Fremantle 9, 17, 71, defeating West Coast 7, 5, 47. Half time, I was thinking. Oh, could, no. Could, could they? Yeah. <laughs> could, could they? Look, not a great game of footy. No. But it was close ish. Uh, thankfully, the Carlton Melbourne one was also on. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, look, Eagles had a crack. Yep. Free it, but they had to do. It rained a bit, and the game finished. Yep. Um, yeah, Tom Barras was the only West Coast player who rocked up. Um, yeah, people are like. You know, all the Eagles are like, he needs to be All-Australian. He needs to be All-Australian. It's like, I don't know if it counts if, like, the ball's... Like, he's doing very well. He's winning the majority of his contest. But the ball's also coming down there so much. Like, he's having to deal with so much. The ball's always coming down there. It's like Jake Zebel last year. Mm. Like, the ball's just always down there. But listen, North, you're no good. Put Zebel back in the back line for us fantasy people. No, I liked it. I never had Zebel. So no, I had him. Yeah, I don't care that he's getting 37 junk touches. He's getting me 130s. Sucked in. Um, but, yeah, this, this Freo game was just pretty sh- – the one thing I – sorry, I really did enjoy um, how fiery this derby was. was and there fiery. was no reason for it to be this fiery. I like that Carl Strong gave a 150-metre penalty way yeah. and then played in his half jumper for a half. Yes. What's the longest amount of time someone's played in the Tarzan strip? I don't know. I love the beef. I love the the little going on between Sarong and I think it was Duggan. I think those two had a bit going on. Maybe it wasn't Duggan. Oh, I can't remember. He had some something going on with someone. Great game of footy in the sense that 
That's what a derby needs. That's what every past derby has been lacking. The beef. Enjoyed the Saturday night. Yeah. Saturday night boxing. I'm not there for the <laughs> footy. I'm there to see blokes throwing other blokes in the mud while their shirts are ripped off. That's fair. Is that so much to ask for? It's not so much to ask for. It's not. Will, I don't will, think we, it's be, will we be doing our, our All-Australian squads and teams next week? Um, well, I don't think we'll have an episode next week, but we could. Oh. We can look into it. If I'm you sure it's to. a bye week. I forget that. Yeah. So, do you, do you like the bye week? I like it before the grand final. I mm. I really liked it last year. I I like that, and I think, and I've said this before. I think that's where like the state leagues should end, and yeah. they should have the Brownlow and everything. Yeah, I think the bye bye before grand finals better. Yeah, I like the bye before the grand, and then it rewards the two teams that have made it to the grand you final. Get the, some players back will get the injuries right. Yeah, it's it is a bit weird though. Like I I, I was uncomfortable with the waiting two weeks from the prelim to the granny, but yeah. at the same time I prefer Good it. Good build up though. Yeah, it also makes you go a week without footy, so you're like, ooh. But you can't do it before the first final and before the grand final. So the issue you've got now, right? We're gonna have this week off. Yep. Let's say we have the week off. Geelong then win, then have to have another week off. Yeah, they've had one one game yeah, in three don't weeks. Know. I just don't know. I think they should go straight into it. And then it rewards more the teams who win in the top four yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And then the grand final. Don't, it benefits sometimes. You look at the dogs a few years ago, get all those players back and then yeah. go on and on their run. But, yeah. Hey. But why should they be rewarded? They finished seventh. Well, why should you listen to us? We're just the fans. Richmond 28, 128, defeating Hawthorne 9, 13, 67. I tell you what, Sam Mitchell's a bloody genius. Swung Sicily Ford as well. Just Yep. Mixing it round. Yeah. Made, um, is it Jekka? Yeah, Jekka. Playing on Lynch, he's like, you're going to learn, young fella. Well, I mean, you know, I saw a lot of Hawthorne discussion posts saying, this defender sucks, how they let Tom Lynch kick out. We had about three defenders go to Tom. Every tall bloke on that field we had went to Tom Lynch at some stage. They all got absolutely destroyed. And you know what? I'm okay with that. And no matter where Lynch was kicking from, he wasn't missing. Yeah. You know what? Haven't fi- I don't know how or why yet, but I can tell you this was a Sam Mitchell masterclass. Look, he has some ulterior motive here. I think you guys should be happy you kept him away because I'm pretty sure he had eight in the third quarter. I thought, oh, he's going to kick 12. Yeah, um, but, you know, excited for what we've got going on in our future. We know they're not a direct threat to us to us next year, so um, we just figure let them run away with that one. Have your fun. We'll see you next year. Fair enough. Um, Sydney 11-11-77, defeating Collingwood 7-8-50. You want to take the reins on this one? Oh, look, Sydney Sydney were far better than the Pies. Uh, yep. Look, got a couple of loss at some points. It's just crazy. You sometimes hear the media, you know, last week, they're like, can Collingwood win the, win the flag? And they're like, Collingwood are cooked. It's over. They're done. Yeah, put, over. A, put a fork in them. But no, it's the genius. You don't want too good of form going into... You know, the finals. You need to remember how to lose and then remember how to come back from a loss. Gee, it's a big big week this week. I really want that top four spot. And yeah. it's greedy of me because we shouldn't have even made the eight at the start of the yeah. year. But then all <laughs> of a sudden, like two weeks ago, I was like, could they could they make top spot? Yeah, well, yeah I know. <laughs> could, could they finish in first? They get second? I was, watching, I was watching that game and nothing was going our way. And I went, this, yeah. this is the end of the streak. Yeah, it was... Like all the other, a lot of the other games have been like that at around the three quarter mark, and it's like, yeah, honestly, at three quarter time we were third. I think we were twenty seven. Now went, we could still win this. Yeah, (laughs) but there was just for some reason I don't know about you. I just had this different feeling watching it. Like, I did, but I I thought, look, if they 
we we played the same that last. We kept going forward, but we'd go forward like eight times in a row, not be able to kick goal. Then Sydney would go out there once and kick goal. And went, oh. yeah, no, <laughs> I love Sydney's pressure defending. Like they the, were good. They just the efforts they put in. Uh, Robbie Fox has stopped that Maya check goal like in the third. It, I think I think it was the last. Last, yeah, like just some of those extra one percenters they were putting in. I, I loved. I got a Sydney player. I'll talk about in the votes very soon. Okay, um, Essendon nine eight sixty two defeated by Port twenty three eight hundred and forty six. That's embarrassing for Essendon. Horrible. I mean, like Port are okay, but like, is do you if is any of this happening this week? If let's say Port win by twenty points, probably not. No, not in this capacity. Well, the only win out of this is Dan Daniel Chancellor may maybe getting a, a coaching <laughs> gig this week. Yep, and um, that's all I've got to say on that. You, you ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> The winner of the 2021 Brownlow Medal, Mason Clark. Oh yeah, it's votes time. Tab Touch Young Player of the Year, Tab Touch Player of the Year. Five, four, three, two, one votes. Matthew, wow, it's getting so tight at the top. I tell you, only two players can win the Young Player of the Year now. All right, well, I it think is- my one vote might probably. Put a bit of a curveball in there. Okay. Can win this. I'll give my one vote to Jed McKenty. Oh, Port Jed. Adelaide. Yeah, no, that um, puts him, let me see, uh, somewhere around 50th. Oh, so he's in the top 50, though. Yeah, around <laughs> that, yeah. Nah, he would be. Um, yeah, it's fair. I went with uh, Maurice Rioli for my one vote. Um, now, I'll bring up the stat, but obviously two goals, one assist, 12 disposals. His pressure was immense, and I saved the photo because, yeah, Maurice Rioli <coughs> has uh, forced, like, the pressure turnovers that he's forced this season has led to 113 points for Richmond. Wow. Which ranks number one in the comp. That's unreal. I saw someone saying that's a stupid stat they're just pulling out of their ass. That's like one of the most important <laughs> stats you could pull up for a forward under 185 centimetres. Who oh, said so that's a stupid stat? You're I think a stupid they're stupid. Person. Yeah. yeah. Maurice Rioli, unreal, one vote. Uh, my two votes went with Max Holmes. He was brilliant, very good for the Cats, and you got to like his pace, his yep. enthusiasm. Uh, and yeah, just phenomenal job. 20 touches, two goals. Yeah, I went with uh, Holmesy as well. Um, we're we're pretty tight. Um, one time, um, he was in all of the cats were in line at Metro's. Yep, and um, including Tom Hawkins, which was really surreal seeing Tom Hawkins in line at Metro's. <laughs> really weird. And um, Max Holmes and I were talking. It was me, him, and Cam Tahini. And Max goes, "This was in his first year." He goes, "How come you didn't get me on the footy yarn last year with the draft?" And I was like, um, "Oh, oh." Didn't know what to say. I just didn't really know anything about it. It was my first year following the draft. Yeah, yeah. So I just didn't know. And it was the COVID year as well of all yeah, years. Yeah. So it was like I had no clue what I was doing. So it was just like, oh, yeah, man, I, I just didn't know what I was doing, eh? So, um. Do you want to go on the footy? <laughs> yeah, Max, if I hurt your feelings, I'm really sorry. We can we, we can look to repair this relationship some way, somehow. Not our fault you were a surprise pickup, man. I I don't don't even think he was. I think he was invited <laughs> okay. to come on, but also there was no footy being played, so I barely knew anything. That's fair. Um, but I hope these four votes make a, make the pain go away. Uh, my three votes. I went with uh, 
Zach Butters. Yeah. He was phenomenal. Kicked three goals, 25 touches, three tackles. No hit-outs, surprisingly, so good effort by him. Yep. Uh, weird that he didn't get any hit-outs. I went with Jimmy Rowbottom for my three votes. 24 touches, a goal. He had eight tackles and seven clearances. He... I, I just love the young brigade that's going on at the Swans. Phenomenal. Like him, I, I say it every week. I, Can you imagine as well, like these Swans, they've pretty much arrived early. There's a there's a little dynasty on its way. Oh, my God, isn't there? And to think they're doing all this without Ben Ronke. I know. What? What? Yeah. So oh, so unreal. I'm so on the Swans right now. Like they're, they're young core. I just – it just feels like it – yeah – if, if they just keep going on the trajectory on, they're going to be the greatest team of all time. They're going to win seven in a row. Yeah, because you think of any position, like even key forwards, they're still stocked with youth all uh, over the park. It is ridiculous. You're like, oh, Luke Parker's close retiring. Kenny's retiring. Well, you got Warner. You've got Robottom. you got Florent. Mills is running through there. Gordon wants to run through the guts. I can't wait to one week they go, hey, Paddy. Go forward for a quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, you've got Gus Sheldrick not getting a game. That's how good they are. Sam Reed. Sam Still doing a job? Yeah. Wow. Uh, they're the perfect mix. I I, I hope they win the flag this year. Uh, my four votes, I went with uh, Caleb Sarong. He was brilliant in the derby, I thought. Uh, played a phenomenal role. Uh, liked his enthusiasm and, and aggression at the contest. I liked that he gave away a 150-metre penalty. Yeah, I went with uh, Caleb Strong as well. Nice. Um, yeah, 25 touches. He, I just loved his... He was he was like Frio's primary instigator of the Biff, and I loved that. I loved that he stood <coughs> up, he let Andy focus on the footy, and he said, I'll focus on the fists. Where's Andrew Gaff? This one's for Andy Brayshaw. Uh I went with five votes to uh, Robotton. Yep. He was brilliant. 24 touches a goal and eight tackles, as you mentioned. I just thought he was superb. I went with Zach Butters, who, uh, despite his zero hitouts recorded, I thought played an absolutely phenomenal game. Tore up against a very easy Essendon side. Tap touch player of the year. Now, I think there's about five, six players who can go out to win this. So whether or not this affects that, who knows. One vote, I went with man of the match, Sean Darcy. Um could have had more. Yes, he had 56 hit-outs. He had four clearances, six tackles. He had 16 disposals, but only four of them were effective disposals. And I thought, that's pretty guan. I think he did have, like, 15 kicks, one handball. Mate, if you're turning it over, or not turning it over, if you're not getting it to a man most times, just... Mate, excuse me, the pack's back in his one-on-ones. Mate, Aaron Sanderlands did it. You have nothing to be ashamed of. Go the hands. <laughs> Look for the man on the outside, Sean. That's what I do, and I'm not even a big man. Look for someone else to take the kick for you. Uh, my one vote went to Luke Davies Uniac. He was yep. brilliant. 37 touches, a goal, 19 kicks, 18 handballs, five marks, and also three tackles. Yep, he was unreal. I went with uh, Jerry Bin Cameron for my two votes. Had 21 yep. touches and three goals. He's just, he's turned it on so much for Geelong. I always. I feel like I always fear the worst with Surprise players. Brown though? Um, no. Um I feel like I I feel like I'm pretty pessimistic. I feel like I always fear the worst when a player has a half a bad season or a bad season that they'll never get back to those heights again. Yeah. And Jeremy Cameron's just bloated out the water this season. He's been great, been loving his hoodie. Uh my two votes went to Three Cam votes. No, two votes. Two votes, yep. Sorry, my uh, I went to Cam Rayner. Yeah, he, he won him the game in that last quarter. Yeah, okay. He was brilliant. Kicked, I think it was four goals in the end. But keep up forward. 
I reckon yeah. keep him out of the middle. Let's just keep him up forward. He's just a little bit slower than I, I think he's a forward for now. You've keep already him up got forward. a stack of midfield. Yeah, why, do you, why do you need to keep flirting with these things? Uh, three votes I went. Uh, Luke Davis Uniac, yeah, 37 a goal, 11 clearances, beast, unreal. Um, Elder U Goat fan page on Instagram. Shout out to you guys. You guys have been there for him since day one. So, um, yeah, I can't believe I ever doubted you. Three votes on with Sean Darcy, who you mentioned before, was very good. Uh, Taught Nick Nat a new year lesson. He did. Nick Nat is just too slow to keep up. And Sean Darcy isn't even fast, but the fact that... I think um, probably for Nick Nat, if you can... Stay uninjured will be. He just needs a really big off season, big preseason. But is he going to at this age? That's I think the he, will. he could. He absolutely could. But also, he could just not. Yeah. Like, and what are their ruck stocks? You know who they should be chasing? Darcy Cameron, Lloyd Meek. Yes, absolutely. Because Lloyd, because let's be honest, Luke Jackson's coming to Freo. Yeah. It'd be a shock from here if he didn't. Yeah. So there's not going to be any room for Lloyd Meek. He's going to have to look elsewhere. Perfect spots just across the road. Yeah, but it would mean Fru have to pick up another Ruckman, most likely. Oh, if you get if you get Jackson in there, you don't really need to. Yeah, beat. but it looks like they're going to lose Lob. Yeah, I, I'd back it. You would just want that extra one because you know you're going to have one as a Ruck forward. Yeah, but you'd, they'd, they'd probably want to find someone else who because Meek could go somewhere and play number one Ruck. Oh, absolutely. So I, I feel like Fru would just have to pick up another Ruck in the probably. draft or something. Maybe mature. Maybe they go Corey Galt. That is crazy because I was thinking exactly the same thing before you said. <laughs> is that, that because you did uh, that that niche fifteen Collingwood players thing and Corey Galt was some of the options? Can't remember, but I was just I was just about to say Corey Galt. Yeah, you so said it. Corey Galt's the option. Um, yeah. Four votes. I went with Clary Clayton Oliver. It was tough. I feel like there was a lot of good players in this game. Um, I, I thought Clary was really good in. There was a lot of you know tough contested footies, and he just went in there and found it like. It's weird, it, you know, like all these blokes are just sort of piling on each other trying to find the footy, and it's like Clary just, just takes a step in, just picks it up, while all these blokes are just scrambling around, and he just makes it look so easy. Like all these blokes are f- throwing their heads around, throwing their meat around, and Clary just walks in there, picks up the footy, like everyone's just forgotten it, and <coughs> dishes off the hands or finds a kick. He's so unreal, got my four votes. Um, my four votes went Tom Lynch, kicked yeah. eight. Um, just couldn't miss. He was on fire. Yeah, he got my five votes. Very good, very good. Uh, my five votes went to a Sydney Swan. Now, I feel like we underappreciate sometimes a role that someone plays. Yep. Ryan Clark. Okay. Uh, what they've been calling him on the footy, on, um, footy classified, the Clarksman instead yep. of the Marksman. Yeah. Just keeps going half half forward and just shutting down. He goes, goes and shuts down Nick Dacos on the weekend. Yeah. Absolutely minimises his impact. He's been doing it for weeks. If you go back and look at his stats, he's just been shutting him down. He's just been phenomenal. It's, it's really underrated uh, the... Defensive forward. Yeah, like the defense who just goes to tag the halfback. Like yeah. Jaron Geary did it a bit. Sort of like Griffin Logue's been doing. Yeah, I love it. I just think it's so weird that footy's evolved to this. Uh, it's gone to this space where we need to do that. I find it funny as well. Like, you know, you look at Sam Walsh in his first year, now Nick Dacos. They're dominating. They're like, oh, well, he's young. He, he can still be the player. You have to stop. You're still yeah. allowed to try and stop him. Yeah. Like, you don't have to just let him run free because it's his first yeah. year. Yeah, you feel like that probably helps the first-year players as well because then it's like, I've got all this freedom. I can do what I want. Exactly. But, yeah, no, look, five, five votes is a lot, but I, I rate that. 
That's, that's a good call. We'll uh, wrap this up now with a round preview. Okay. Uh, there's only a few games that really have implications or big ones, but um, firstly, Brisbane taking on Melbourne, Four. fourth versus third, 5.50pm at the Gabba, Friday night footy. This is big, isn't One it? One of these teams are looking wow. like going out of the four. Oh, I know. Oh, it's so hard. The Gabba probably leads you towards Brisbane, doesn't it? Yeah, but also Melbourne's win yeah. last week is just like, oh, could they? Could they? So I'd imagine Melbourne being outside the four. Yeah, from the position they were in. Uh, same with Brisbane, though. The fact that it's gotten to this level for these two sides. I mean, it, look, they still might not end up that way, but it's looking very likely that one of them will end up outside the four. What about a draw? No. What about a draw? No. I'm going to say... Mm, <laughs> oh, you, you two, nah, yeah, you two first. Draw. I'm going the draw. All right, I'm going Melbourne. Um, GWS versus Fremantle. Free are in sixth, 11.45 a.m. at Monica Oval. They should get this done. GWS has been good the last couple of weeks. Just be careful. Rory Lobb could be out. I feel like Free have lost their form a bit. I, I feel like Free have lost themselves. I feel like this game's going to be huge in them finding themselves. Them. This, is a, this isn't, you know, a game for them to try and finish in the top four. This is a journey of self-discovery for Fremantle, this game, or self-rediscovery. This is them trying to re-find themselves and what it means to be a docker. What does Flagmantle really mean to you? Fair enough. What does David Mundy <laughs> mean to you? Look at this man, you know? Do you want to get him out on a high? Do you want him to go out after losing to GWS and then bollocking out in the finals? No. This is a game of self-rediscovery for the Dockers. Gonna tip the Dockers. Flagman will win. North versus Gold Coast. Don't care. Gold Coast win. North win. Geelong versus West Coast. Don't care. <laughs> Geelong win. Geelong win. But I, I don't think it'll be as much of a massacre as we think it is. Because we just think it's just going to be a disaster. I don't know. I feel like West Coast had their close one last time these two played. Geelong have gotten significantly better since then. And it's a hundred ninety-six point win. I'm gonna say somewhere. 40 plus. Hawkins just kicked 17. Hawkins won't get a touch, mate. <laughs> Rhett Bazzo is going to shut him down. Essendon versus Richmond, 5.25pm at the MCG. Could maybe toss up an interesting affair. Otherwise, this Saturday of footy actually looks pretty guan. Essendon will show a little bit of something after because I want to make up for last week. Yeah. But Richmond will win. Yeah. We don't even have any footy at Optus this week. I'm just looking at that. Yeah. There was, I think, uh, one of the bi-weeks or something. I think yeah. we have two guys here. There was... We've got... One Friday night game that's good. Well, we've got the Friday night game that's good and one game on the Sunday that's good. The showdown could be good, but there's no ramifications. No ramifications. This, this Bulldogs-Hawks is a little bit interesting. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess. But if Bulldogs win that, then, you know, it's whatever. Um, yeah, Essendon versus Richmond. Richmond win. Um, Port versus Adelaide. Port. Yeah. Yeah, nah, Crom win. Yeah, okay. Go Crom. Uh, Jordan Dawson kicks a goal after the sound oh. in the game from the opposing forward flank. Hawthorne versus the Bulldogs, 11.10am at UTAS. Danger game. It is in Tassie. The Dogs weren't convincing against GWS, and Hawthorne's in some really weird form where they will get belted it's by Richmond. It's the sort of game that Hawthorne would win. The last round in Tassie. You just would, ruin, they did it last year against To them. ruin another team's chances. And I'll tell you what. I tell you what. This isn't something I've just thought about now. This is something I thought about when I was looking at these fixtures the first time. Draw. 
Wow. Now, I'll tell you what, it won't matter. We'll still get 90,000 there. Wouldn't it be anticlimactic if the Hawks won against the Dogs at the Collingwood Carlton game? Didn't matter for Carlton's yeah. top eight prospects. Yeah, it would be. Uh, that's when I wish, like, you know, it was all played at the same time. So then Carlton don't know that. But I'm saying draw. I reckon Hawthorne really put it up to them. They don't get it quite done and it's a draw. I'm going the Hawks. I reckon okay. the Hawks are going to win. Um, Collingwood versus Carlton, fifth versus eighth. Oh. This should be... Like, I kind of hope the Dogs beat us because... This should be a sellout. Apparently, it's already sold out. There is, yeah, there is. This should be the biggest game of the. This is, if Bulldogs beat Hawthorne, the biggest game of the home and away season. Collingwood Carlton games start before the Bulldogs Hawks end. I think around the same time. It's two hours and ten minutes after. So, like, you should know the result, or otherwise you and you, you know, either way, it doesn't matter. There should be ninety thousand plus. You know, ninety to hundred thousand people here. This is this is footy. This is one of the biggest home and away games in recent memory. So Collingwood win, they make the top four. Carlton win, they make the top eight. Yeah. And I feel like... I feel like that's just you looking through your Collingwood lens in the sense that the the story isn't Collingwood win there. It's Collingwood win, Carlton are out of the eight after being in the eight all (laughs) season. And the dogs have come from two games out with two games to go to finish in the eight. I just, oh, I just don't know what I. I really, really, really want to win because I don't want to verse Richmond in the first fight. Yeah, yeah, but then where do you have Geelong? I'd rather play Geelong in a double, double chance. chance. Yeah, but I'd, I'd love to have a crack at Geelong in the first week. Yeah, I'd be really excited for that. Fuck, I don't want to verse Richmond in the yeah. G. Now Cox. Oh yeah. Jeez, yeah. um, oh, that's just. Yeah. That, what happens if it's a draw? Do Carlton make it if it's a draw? Yes. Do yeah, make yeah. the four if it's a draw? Carlton make it if it's a draw. Because they'd have more points than... Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Bulldogs also require percentage, but I think it's very, yeah, very... So I think I heard that if the Dogs won by eight points and Carlton lost by eight points, it would be enough, just about. Yeah, beauty. So Collingwood uh, lose by two points and the Dogs only get up by seven. <laughs> it's not enough. Um, That would be pretty exciting if it came down to percentage. Wow. But what a... What if there's an exact tie of percent? Um, I think it would go off who scores the most points in the Holy season. shit. <laughs> no, it goes back to most bounces. Yeah. Or it goes back to... I, I don't know. What could it go back to? I don't know. Both teams have to... Both teams have to meet back in Melbourne on the Monday and play five-minute warning. <laughs> they simulate a game on <laughs> AFL Evolution oh, 2 <laughs> and see who wins. Yeah, where I... There is no more hyping this game up. Uh, there's no this other than the grand final. This is if Bulldogs win the biggest game of the year. Yeah, just because it's two huge historical clubs as well. It's huge. Yeah. It's huge. Um, well, I don't have the hatred for Carlton that apparently Collingwood fans do, but all Collingwood fans are like, we we have to win. We have to knock these pricks out yeah. of the eight. It was and a I'm great like, game between. It wasn't long ago these two played, and it was a great yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It was actually, I think it was like the second game of our eleven game winning yeah. streak. Um. So wow, that's like ten weeks ago. Yeah, it's gone very quick. Holy shit, hasn't it? Um. Wow. Well, look, I think. The Bulldogs Hawthorne game's a draw, and I reckon Carlton win this one. I, I, obviously, I'm doing the pies. Okay, finally, uh, feels oh, a bit another game. Yeah, feels a bit anticlimactic oh. now. Like, who's going to be tuning into this? What is it? It's St Kilda versus Sydney. Oh no! So Sydney could wrap up second spot um, if they win. They finish second. St Kilda have to win by about eighty points. Okay, but also really weird. 
Sydney in second. Yeah. I swear, was it only like three weeks ago? We're like, are they going to hang in the eight? They've really uh, Steve Bradbury their way into second. Remember when they lost to Essendon? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was only a month ago. They have full, just like all the other teams ahead of them, like Frio, Collingwood, Brisbane, Melbourne, they've all just stumbled over really weird games yeah. where they maybe shouldn't have, and they've dropped like some games. Collingwood only dropped the one, obviously. Yeah, I'm but like looking, I'm like... We won an 11 to row. I feel like we should be further ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you, it goes to show you how average the start of the season was that you oh. won 11 in a row and now you're fifth. Yeah, it hurts. After losing one game. I know. Lose one game and it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's done. We should. We might as well just go home. Wow, what a crazy season for the likes of Collingwood and Sydney. I'm, I'm going to say Sydney win this one. They should do. Yep. Um, that's all I've got. I'd imagine that's all you've got. Um. Yeah. Well, that's all we've got then. So that's the show. Matthew, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you. I tell you what, come finals, we we could be having one more person here in the studio with us. Wow, is Jeff Collins coming in? Yeah, Jeff Collins is coming in. Um, big J. Cole himself. Matthew, it's been an absolute thrill and absolute pleasure. Pleasure. Thank you. Treasure. Honour. I um, wish you the best of luck in your future endeavours, and I, I can't wait until I see you next time. Stay safe. Stay dangerous.